John chapter number 6 this morning, John chapter number 6, and we're going to look at the miracle of the five loaves and two fish once again in John chapter number 6. And my message is going to be a little bit different today. I'm going to use uh, much of my sermon as part, an illustration as much as my sermon this morning, and uh, this has nothing to do with it. You're just going to get hungry while... Uh, I have, well, I preach having the bread bowl up there, but uh, uh, John chapter number six, and uh, I'll read verses five down through verse number 14, and uh, I trust that the Lord will uh, speak to us this morning. John chapter six, beginning with verse number five, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company unto him, he saith unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number, about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is or of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. By this time this week, we have uh, brought many messages from this passage of Scripture. Uh, but I want to draw your attention. We know the story by now, Jesus seeing the crowds they had going out into the wilderness, and the crowd followed him. How he tested the disciple, uh, Philip, how are we going to feed all of these people? And Philip knew that a year's wage wouldn't feed all the people there. But Jesus asked the question not because he needed Philip to give him the answer. Jesus asked the question because he already knew what he was going to do. That's a good reminder for us this morning. He always knows what he's going to do. And then we discover this lad who was unsuspected. Uh, he didn't have any idea that day how God was going to use him. And when he offered his lunch, he had no idea what God was going to do with it, but he just knew the master needed it, asked for it, so he freely gave it. The loaves were taken, gave thanks, distributed to the disciples, and as we've seen in past weeks, the Scripture says that they were filled he started with five loaves and two fish, and the 5,000 men plus the women and children ate enough that it filled them up they didn't want any more. What an amazing miracle. What a reminder of who our God is. This morning, maybe you're here and you're wondering if he's got enough salvation to save you. I promise you he does. Maybe you're wondering if he's if he's enough to mend your life, to put your home back together, to do a great work in your life, he, he is. He's enough. This morning, I want to look at verse number 12 again. When they were filled, 
he said unto his disciples, don't miss this. Because the miracle is not just the filling. We focus on that. Isn't it amazing to think that 5,000 men plus women and children left that day full from just a little lunch? That is a miracle. But don't miss the fact that there's more to this miracle than just the fact that nobody left hungry. When he had given things, he distributed, verse 11, but then verse 12, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. It was a miracle that 5,000 plus were filled when what was started with was just five loaves and two fish. But as we know, because we've read the scripture each week, we've been in this series and we're reminded again today <coughs> the miracle went beyond that. There was leftovers. Not only was it enough to feed the people there, but Jesus gives the instruction, <coughs> gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Many times you and I, when we have that immediate need met, we don't think beyond that. I was hungry, now I'm not. Praise the Lord, He fed me. But God saw beyond just the full bellies. He said, there's fragments that remain. Go gather them up. Because I don't want anything to be lost. Aren't you thankful? This really isn't my message today, but aren't you thankful that God's interested in the fragments? Aren't you thankful that even the crumbs as that, that woman who came to him in the scripture, and he says, uh, the food's not fit for the dog, says, I'll take the crumbs off of the master's table. Aren't you thankful that God can take that which is little and insignificant and meet your needs and my needs? This morning, <clears throat> I want to draw your attention to that word fragment. And this morning, my message is that statement that the Lord used the fragments that remain. The fragments that remain. I believe the message this morning is going to be a little bit unusual, but I believe it's going to be very helpful. I believe the Holy Spirit will use the message today to give some, some kind of an understanding of why the Lord has allowed you to go through some, some events in your life. I believe, and it's my prayer this morning, that God will use the message to give explanation of what is necessary in order for a miracle to be done. And I think all of us, from the youngest in the room to the oldest, we ought to offer ourselves to God today and say, if you'll use me, use me. But there's some things that the Lord must do in order for the potential to be reached. And I trust that we, as we look at the fragments that remain, will allow the Lord to speak to our hearts. Father, I pray this morning that you would use the message for your honor and glory. Your will would be done. And Father, I pray today your people will be helped. I pray the Spirit of God would give me clarity of thought and mind. And Father, may our eyes be on you today. If there's one unsaved, may you save them today. May they realize their need of salvation. May they call on your Son. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice that word, fragments. A fragment can be defined as a part broken off. 
a peace separated by breaking. So what the Lord was saying was all the pieces that are broken off, all the pieces that have been separated, I want you to go gather them up. I have by way of illustration this morning, I have a bowl in five loaves or five rolls, and I'll remind you that the loaves, the the bread that this lad had were barley loaves. It was the uh, meal of a of a poor person. It was a common thing. These are not barley loaves. I don't I'm not I don't know how they looked. I don't know they looked like this, and uh, I don't think they were as fluffy as these are today. But I'll use this by way of illustration because this this is very important for us to understand. This was a day where there was no sliced bread. Uh, it didn't come sliced. Bread was a staple at every meal. In the way that you partook of that bread, you would take the bread and then you would not slice a piece of bread, but you would break the bread, thus the term, the breaking of bread. Um, Some of you are more familiar with, this is the best thing since sliced bread. That would probably apply as well. But it's important to understand, especially in this day and in this culture, bread was not only a staple, but in order to share that bread or actually partake of that bread, you did not slice it. You would break off a piece of that bread. The, the, you, didn't, you didn't spread something on your bread. You didn't make a sandwich. It was, and I didn't bring fish today. I didn't bring in any sardines. I thought we would all be appreciative of that. So I'll just use the bread for an illustration. Uh, if you did take a bite of meat, you would not make a sandwich. You would take a bite of meat, then you would take a bite of bread. If you were going to dip your bread in something, you would break off a piece and you would dip it in honey or something like that. That is how they did it. They didn't have the utensils. This, this, uh, it, just, it just makes sense. It's important that we see that when Jesus took the loaves, we know he blessed them and he distributed them. But there's something very important that we cannot miss this morning. This miracle is recorded, it's unique in the fact that it's recorded in all four Gospels. And if we were to read the account in the book of Matthew, chapter 14 and verse number 19, there's a wording there that is very important to put in context of the the recording in John chapter number 6. You don't have to turn there, but he says this in verse 19. Well, let's look at verse number 11 here in John chapter 6. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks. In Matthew 14, verse 19, it says this, He blessed and break the bread. So we understand because Matthew's account of this miracle sheds light on it, and we understand this because it's just the way it was in that day. Uh, Before you partook of the bread, you would take the part that you would want off of the bread, and it was not out of custom to put the remainder back so somebody else could come and partake of it. Uh, Maybe those of you who were able to go to Israel last year. If you remember the first hotel we stayed at, there's a buffet that we went to. Um, that Jesus didn't have that back then. Just, just I'll draw that conclusion for you. But I remember, and I think it was Brother David Burns and I, we walked and we saw this wall of bread, and that got our attention. But then it's like, okay, what do we do? There's, there's no tongues. Uh, there's no uh, body there giving instructions. And so we watched and paid attention, and 
even in this day, they would have those rolls and those long loaves, and uh, they, they had a knife, thankfully, but you would grab that thing pre-COVID, and you would cut off what you wanted and take the part you cut off and leave the rest of the loaf there. Now, there were some who the knife was there, but they just walked up, broken half, left half, and, 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 and walked away. That was, that's what they were used to. So what Jesus would have done is he would have taken these five loaves after he blessed them, he would have break them. Now, we notice in the scripture that uh, he, he tells them to go pick up the fragments that remain. And we know because scripture tells us in verse 13 that when they were done, there were 12 baskets full. And so the Lord blessed it and he break it or he tore it into fragments. Because the very definition of a fragment is a piece of something that is tore apart. So the Lord, having the loaves, he would have taken it and break it. And I can't help but think of the account of the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, when Jesus had those disciples, and it says that he broke the bread and reminded them that it was as his body. And he would break this bread, and the Scripture tells us, I mean, these that when they were done, they gathered the fragments, and there was 12 baskets full. But as he break it, he would then give it to a disciple, and then they would go and distribute it. Notice what the Scripture says. It says, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. That word gather is an action word. He said, go and Gather. We're going to take the time. I want you to get everything that remains. Every fragment left, I want you to pick it up. I want you to have it. Now, bear in mind, it, the lunch started like this, and he break it, and now it's in fragments. And now it is distributed in fragments. It started, and it was whole, but then it had to be broken, and in fragments so that the needs could be met of the people. He says, gather up the fragments that remain. To the remaining was not to be lost, not to be forgotten. Oftentimes, you and I forget about the fragments. You and I, because it is that we put a premium on the whole. We put a premium on the complete. But the Lord did not want anything to remain. He wanted nothing to be lost. He wanted nothing to be forgotten. And that is what he stated, that nothing be lost. That word lost, of course, means wasted or squandered. If the Lord took a piece of bread, he took the gift that was given to him. That lad who had the lunch that day and those that were hungry and those that were famished and the Lord knew that there were some who would fall by the wayside before they returned home because they had made such a journey and not prepared for their own needs. And he wanted their needs to be met. And he took the gift of somebody else. He took what had been freely offered to him and sacrificed to him. And he not only blessed it, but then he broke it. And in that act, 
he made fragments out of it, and supernaturally, it was enough to meet the needs of everyone there. The Lord was very aware of what the fragments were. The fragments were not just leftovers in his mind. The fragments were not just the discard in his mind. He knew from whence they came. He knew it was a sacrifice of a lad. He knew it was the free offering of what a lad had to give to him. He, through his ability as God, he blessed it, he broke it, he distributed it, and God is so great and God is so magnificent that it is just a surplus of what God does with his people. And he wanted everybody to be filled. And when they were filled, there was leftovers. They were fragments that he said he did not want them to be lost. He did not want them to be squandered. Allow me for a moment to use an illustration. It'll take me a moment to get set up. But if you you men who, Brother Fox, if you grab those boxes over there, can help me. uh, If I ask you, Brother Farber, stand up here for me if you don't mind. And if you six would just line up, this is half of the disciples. And Jesus had a diverse group. And so half over here, do you have enough baskets over there? One, two, three, four, five. All right. You may have helped me right up here. Mike, you'll grab those baskets. Mark, can you come? You look like a Matthew. Can you come? Victoria, can you? No. Brian, Brian. Now, while they're getting set up, when he break the bread, I have yours, Brother Sammy. When he, or Nathaniel, uh, when he <laughs> break the bread, he asks, the bread is there, the question is there, how are we going to feed among so many? He didn't just hand the bread to the disciples. We see the baskets, they show up at the end because there's 12 baskets full. This is a whole nother lesson. Everybody who he was using to do that miracle had a basket, had a means to distribute what the Lord had instructed them to give. And so as he broke the bread, he gave it to each of the disciples. And we know the story by now. They went and distributed it to everyone, and then everybody was full. And I believe they came back and their baskets were empty. Everybody's full. The Bible says they were filled, meaning it's, it's all that they wanted, all that they could have. They're, the disciples are with their empty baskets, and I believe they are amazed, as they so often were, when the Lord did a miracle. They were, once again, look what Jesus did. Not only are the people filled, but we're filled too. Look what he did, and they knew what he started with. Maybe that great crowd of 5,000 plus the women and children, maybe the ones all the way in the back had no idea that all the Lord started with was the lunch of a little lad. Maybe they were too far in the back to see him bless it and break it and put it in the basket and one disciple go and he's still breaking the bread and now another basket's full and that disciple goes and they go and they come back until everybody has eaten. And oh, they are in amazement at what Jesus has done and 
Look at the miracle that he did. And, oh, we were hungry, but now we're not hungry anymore. And we come towards the end of the story, and when everybody was full, Jesus turns to his disciples again. He says, now go with a different mission this time. The first was to distribute. We, we see that in verse number 10 and 11. Go distribute. Now he says, go gather. Go gather the fragments that remain. Those disciples go and they get the leftovers. They collect the fragments. And when it is all said and done, there are 12 baskets full. Now let me remind you, 12 baskets full is what we have now. What we started with was five little loaves. Can you imagine the eyes of the lad? And this morning we can visualize, but this illustration this morning, I don't know what size baskets they were, and one disciple probably had to run to three targets like I did to find the baskets for everybody. I don't, I don't know whose baskets they were, but when it was all said and done, the leftovers of fragments was more than what it started with. It started with the five loaves. It started with the whole bread. But then the Lord took it and he broke it and he just blessed it and he distributed it. Now I'm going to make my four points, my four statements. I'm going to make the statements in a row in succession. Then I'm going to revisit them for the illustration. And if we're done early today, we'll just be done early. But I don't want you to miss this. Statement number one is this. The bread had to be broken to be used to its full potential. The bread had to be broken to be used to its full potential. A lot of Christians want God to use them, but they fail to understand you've got to be broken to reach your full potential. There's a lot of moms who want their children to grow up in the right kind of home. They want them to have the, the things in their life that perhaps they didn't. But you have to understand, in order for God to, to use you to your full potential, you have to be broken in order to be used to your full potential. The bread had to be broken to be used to its full potential. Christian, if you want God to use you to your full potential, just get it in your head now. He's got to break you to do it. He's got to break you to do it. And he's not breaking you or allowing you to be broken. And sometimes it's the circumstances of life. Sometimes it's what the actions of somebody else that God will use in your own life to, to, to empty you of pride, to, to, to submit your will to him, to break you. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he needs to do in order to do a miracle. And you want to make a difference for the cause of Christ. Well, he's got to break you in order to do it. You want to be a blessing to somebody else. He's got to break you in order to do it. You want him to get the glory. You want him to get the honor. If you think back a few weeks ago, we talked about that little lad. And, and I, I don't know all the, all the motivation he must have had, but maybe the thought ran through his mind. As I mentioned it then, I'll mention it today. Maybe he thought, well, Jesus must be hungry. I want him to have that lunch. Or when he saw that Jesus took it and distributed, it had to be broken. Statement number two. The fragments have great value. We tend to look at life as only having value 
if it's in this form, if it's whole, if it's as it's first presented. But I would submit to you this morning that if Jesus then thought there was value in the fragments, Jesus now thinks there's value in the fragments of life. And when they were filled, the Lord didn't say, y'all go home now. He said, before we go, you men take your baskets and go gather up the fragments. Why would he do that? Because the fragments had great value. They had great value because they could still be used to meet somebody else's need. They could still be used to go home with somebody and feed somebody else. They had great value because the Lord never lost sight of the little lad who surrendered his lunch to him and said, if the master needs it, he can have it. And it was whole when he gave it to the master. And he blessed it and he broke that bread and he distributed it. And before the miracle was to say, the miracle was done, they were filled. Oh no, the miracle was not done till all the fragments were collected because the fragments had great value. Statement number three. The fragments are often overlooked. How many times, and thankfully we live in the land of plenty, but how many times we take that, those crumbs or that part where we're full, we just didn't get to, and, or maybe there's leftovers, and you're like, ah, I don't really want the leftovers today. Whatever the case may be, the fragments are often overlooked. How many, after everybody was full, would have said, okay, everybody here has their needs met. We don't need the fragments. That's a logical conclusion that we often come to because we can't see as God sees. We lose track of the fact that those fragments represented somebody's sacrifice. Those fragments represented something great that God had done. Number three, the fragments are often overlooked. Number four, we are reminded that the loaves were entrusted to our Lord. God always takes care of what's given to Him. Please don't miss this. That little lad gave his little lunch to Jesus. Jesus takes care of what's given to Him. Jesus is aware of what's given to him. Jesus doesn't forget. The one who says, if you have a need, you can have my lunch, you can have my life, I will sacrifice, and you and I lose track of what is valuable to somebody else, but Jesus never lost sight of the fact that this was the lunch of a little lad who offered it to me. And I blessed it, and I multiplied it, but don't leave one fragment because it represents his sacrifice. Don't leave one fragment because it represents what he offered to me. 
And friend, this morning, if you offer yourself to the Lord, yes, there's times where he will have to allow you to be broken so that you can fulfill what he wants you to fulfill. But you can rest assured today that if he'll send his disciples to collect the crumbs and the leftovers of bread, he will take good care of your life. He will take good care of your sacrifice. He will take good care of you. And he will not leave you for the birds to come pick over you. He said, gather and remain. And when they came back, they had 12 baskets full. There's a lot of analogies I can make, and I won't belabor making them this morning. But what a sight to be reminded of, that when we give God this, He makes it this. And friend, it's not worth you holding on to your lunch. Because we ought to be reminded from this passage of Scripture what the Lord can do with it. And quite frankly, there's a lot of Christians, you could be a blessing to somebody else if you just give God your lunch. But you're too worried about what will happen to it You're too worried about whether you'll have enough. You're too worried about whatever excuse you want to make. But if you would give God your life, you'd give God your time, you'd give God your lunch, He could bless it and break it and it would become greatly used and you could be a blessing to a lot of people. And Oh, by the way, let me remind you, the lad didn't go home hungry. The lad went home full. The lad had his needs met, but he had the satisfaction of knowing that the lunch of a poor little boy, Jesus got it, got his hands on it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he fed everybody there. My lunch was a blessing to somebody else, and sadly there'll be Christians who'll live their life in this world, and they got their food. They've got their life, and there's people with needs all around them. And if they offered what they had to the Lord, He could use it to be a blessing to them. Let me further that note and point if we were to allow this bread to represent our life. You give it to God, He'll use it. There's too many examples. He'll use it. And by the way, let me remind us, he wasn't picky about what was offered to him. It was was a poor boy's lunch. And he took it. Exactly what he wanted. He'll use your life. He'll take good care of it. He's not going to leave the fragments. But here's the truth, and here's the point that I I want to drive home this morning. In order to get the maximum out of your life, he has to break it. He had to take the loaf and break it into fragments. Sometimes, please don't miss this, give me your heart, give me your mind this morning. Sometimes we have dreams and sometimes we have goals and 
God allows a piece of our life to be torn off. We don't understand it. And now we just look at maybe how that lad looked and said, there's not a whole piece there anymore. But don't lose sight of the fact, who's got your life? And sometimes that sorrow breaks you. Let me remind you, if you're in the master's hands, he has a purpose, he has a goal, and he will use those fragments of your life to meet the needs of somebody else. Friend, you're not the first one to bear that burden. You're not the first one to shed those tears. You're not the first one to wear those scars. You're not the first one to be disappointed in this life. And I promise you, if you give your life to the Lord, I can't stand here today and say, when you offer it to God, you'll never shed a tear because that's just not reality. I can't tell you this morning that if you offer yourself to God and you offer your life, you offer your strengths, you offer your weaknesses, you offer your family, you offer your children and say, whatever we have, you you can have it. And I, we just want to be a blessing to others. We want God to use us. I promise you, I cannot make a guarantee that you'll never be disappointed. You'll never be betrayed. You'll never get news that you didn't want to hear. You'll never have scars. I can't make that guarantee because God allows life to break us. God himself uses situations that he may not have ordered and he'll use them to break us. He'll use them to remove us of our pride. He'll use them to remove us of our stubbornness to His will. And I remind you, He knows what we need more than we know what we need. And there's sometimes it is the hand of God that says, I've got to break you if I'm going to use you to your capability. Because if he hadn't have broken those loaves, five people could have partaken. So, oh, he could have created more, but that's not what he did. He broke the bread so that it was distributed. Can I make this analogy a little further this morning? Those fragments that are dispersed. At the time, you thought it was a bad thing. But the very way God uses you is because of the fragments. If you, when I was a younger man, a young preacher, I heard statements from older men and older preachers that I didn't fully understand. I'm not as old as Lord willing I will be, but I'm old enough to look back and have a little bit of understanding of life. And I understand this. People many times are used in greater ways by your brokenness than by your wholeness. I can think back, if you'll allow me to use personal testimony this morning, when the Lord saw fit to take our daughter Amanda. And when you see that, you see so many dreams go. And so many plans. This is not how we had it planned. It's not how we had it worked out. 
But the Lord takes it and takes your life and he breaks it and he distributes part of what you started with. And before you know it, you cross the path of somebody else who's gone through what you've gone through. And they ask the question, how did you get through it? Let me tell you how I got through it. It's because of God. Well, explain that. Let me tell you how he got me through that. And let me tell you, and I can tell you, standing here today, to God be the glory, heaven will have individuals in it who I have had the privilege to lead to Christ. And the only conversation, the way our conversation would have ever started was because we shared a heartache, we shared a disappointment, we shared some confusion, we shared something we had no idea how it was going to be a part of our life, and the Lord allowed that fragment to be taken. And something that you never thought you'd see again, and you never thought would be any value to you again, and He uses it for somebody else, and the fragments are still here. And that part of your life that you think God has never used or would never use, I promise you, He's used it to meet the need of somebody else. And when that miracle was done, He said, go gather them up. I'm not done using this lunch yet. Don't miss this. Don't quit. Because He's gathered the fragments. And these disciples, He doesn't tell us what He did with those fragments left over. But Jesus was moving on to the next town. And either they had to eat something, or there was going to be hungry people they encountered along the way. And not only did that crowd get fed, but there were 12 baskets that left that day with fragments from one original sacrifice to the Lord. But the bread had to be broken. You wondered, you wonder, and it's, a, it, it's not abnormal to wonder this. Why would God allow something that's happened in your life? God may not have ordained it, but He can use it. And heaven will reveal how your fragments were used by God to meet the needs somebody else. There's some things that have taken place in my life that are a great thorn to me. And I wish God would take them away. But He seemed fit not to. I'm just going to trust Him to use the fragments. And let Him use the fragments. For in broken dreams... When they're in the hands of God, they're sometimes the best dreams. Because we can't see the purpose, but God can. And God knows. It's a wonderful thing to say, God, would you use me? It's a wonderful thing to think that an almighty God, a holy God, would use us in any capacity. But He's the master He's the master of taking what is given to him. And when it's broken, using it to his honor and glory. 
You know those fragments... More of them came back than went out. He started with five. The Lord, he got those fragments back. And you, and you know what they brought back? The same thing that he said. It was not lost. He wanted nothing to be lost. And friend, when you give yourself to God, you give your life to God, you can trust him with it. But it first had to be broken. Friend, if you'll allow Him, if you'll offer to Him your life, He'll take your life. He'll use it. But your brokenness, your fragments help more people than if you were whole. Nobody likes to be broken. Quite frankly, we're broken sometimes by our own stupidity. But God's such a great God. He'll take that and He'll use it. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what your background is this morning. There's somebody who needs your fragment. And aren't you thankful? Say, Pastor, I'm broken. And I, I just don't feel like I have any use. But let me remind you that before Jesus left that day, he says, go gather them up. I've got another use for them. That would encourage every one of us. Because every one of us, if we're honest, we've had a time in our life, we felt like we were not usable. We had nothing to value to offer. But we have a Lord who does not discard any. And I close with this. When they left that day, the focus was not on the fragments. The focus was on Jesus. I can't think of a greater way to use your life than to put it in the Master's hands. And sometimes, if you're going to reach your potential, you just got to understand, you got to be broken. But when it was all said and done, Yes, there were 12 baskets that remained, but nobody was talking about the 12 baskets. They were talking about Jesus. Look what Jesus did with that lunch. Look what Jesus did with those fragments. And friend, what a wonderful thought to think that we could offer this life that we have. And sometimes it makes no sense to us, but if we'll put it in the hands of the Lord, He can take it and He can use it. And if to God be the glory, we can live this life. And if we allow him to take us and use us, then the others will be saying, look at what Jesus did. Look at how he used them. Look at the needs that were met through them. Some of you wouldn't be the Sunday school teacher you are. You wouldn't be the teacher you are if you didn't have the divorce in your background. Now, I'm not advocating that this morning, but I'm saying God can take a situation where you're broken and you look at it as fragments that are cast off and Jesus says, gather them up. They still have purpose. Some of you, if you're honest, if you're honest, you're a better Christian when you don't feel good. If you're honest, you got more faith when the bank account's empty because we have those fragments and as a castaway, we have to depend on him.
And he can take that situation. If your life is going to be used to its fullest potential, it's got to be broken. It's got to be broken. But it's first got to be offered. Don't withhold from God. Offer your life to Him. Thank you, gentlemen. You can just set the baskets right there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we...